Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gem podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand. I'm the Managing Director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about SEO content strategy and how to bring humans and search bots together. And we have an expert on this topic with us today, Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market News. And I'm so stoked to have you with us to dive into this topic. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much. It's my favorite topic. And then also B2B lead gen is my other favorite topic. So you got the right guy for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, it's it's an interesting and, and uh, hot topic as well, of course. But before we dive into that, maybe you can start out giving us a, a short overview of who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So Market Muse is, uh, you know, talking about what we do. Um, we're a content intelligence software platform that really sets the standard for content quality. So we're able to look and understand what it means to really be an expert on a concept and apply that to all the most common workflows that everyone from, you know, just a writer, just an SEO player, just a content marketer, all the way up to decisions made uh, by CMOs, by GMs, by the C-suite. So what should we be writing? What should we be focused on? Where are our strengths and weaknesses? All the way down to, oh my gosh, I need to update this page today. How do I update it, right? Because all of those things are so critical and important for an entire team's operations. But typically those teams sometimes aren't aligned on decisions that get made. So what we like to do is try to unify and break silos between writing teams, editorial teams, content strategy teams, uh, you know, SEO teams, demand gen for the lead gen folks on the call, um, and, and, and make sure they all are unified around kind of one common mission of putting our best foot forward from the lens of quality and comprehensiveness. I've been in this space for, um, so I, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm the co-founder and chief strategy officer for Market Muse. Um, I've been in this space for about 23 years, as scary as that sounds. Um, and you know, you'll like this part. So my, the first company I worked with, I have a computer science degree from Georgia tech, um, where I worked on usability theory, user interface software, the earliest versions of search engines. Um, and, uh, um, my initial company that I worked with was called knowledge storm. So we were selling leads to B2B tech companies before it was cool. Um, and so we were trying to convince um, companies like Dell and IBM a, 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 to have content and mm. to generate leads with it, um, you know. And so we then we were purchased by Tech Target, who I'm sure everybody on the call on the Absolutely. on the, uh, the podcast yes. is familiar with. I ran the Tech Target in-house team, inbound team, uh, for almost eight years um, during 2007, eight, all the way till uh, thir- uh, 13, 14, 15 timeframe, uh, where we grew that team and you know, turned it into a, a machine. The core of that though, is my time there was spent really trying to understand editorial, understand that, you know, just shipping them a couple of keywords here and there wasn't going to get the job done, really had to get unified with them. Um, and it's not always an easy task because publishers, writers, 
editorial teams, SEO teams, we think differently, just naturally. Um, and what I learned from all that and is why really Market Muse works so well is that great editorial teams, great editors, great writers, and subject matter experts are the most important people in the world because you can't replace that knowledge. But what you can do is give them solutions that turn them into super, superhuman pe people, frankly, um, and that make sure that they understand how valued they are. Um, and that's what we do. So basically, it's to say, what we do is we augment, amplify, and support people to make great decisions with content. Um, and what it also does, it's kind of a fun Trojan horse. It makes the SEO team happy because it has the same outcome. If you focus on all this stuff, things go up and to the right and the demand gen team's happy and the SEO team's happy. They're just so many SEO teams and demand gen teams have been going about it the wrong way. They've almost had to operate in a silo. They've only been able to influence this type of content or this section of the site. And what ends up happening is those teams grow apart when they really work best together. Um, and the best teams in the world, the editor understands why this is gonna work for search and why this is gonna be part of the lead generation journey. Um, but not often is that the case. So they don't all work together all the time. The mission of my business is to make all those teams work together better all the time and make sure the editorial team and the writers know, and even the subject matter experts, it might be your C-suite, um, their expertise is the most valuable thing. Mm -hmm. I just have to extract it out of your brain. Wow, interesting. And you're in the middle of, of uh, several driving forces there, content, SEO, yep. content uh, optimization, uh, AI as well and so forth. So very interesting place to be right now. Yeah. And uh, maybe we can, start out there a little bit because I think this is so interesting to see what the future looks for B2B marketing, of course, and, and so do most of our listeners, you know, what's coming up and what should we do for next year and how can we improve our processes and all kinds of things like that. Right. What would you say is the status right now on, on using AI or machine learning or bot technology in order to support content creation, content prioritization, SEO and things like that? How far ahead have the technology come and what can be done by technology and what still needs to be a human touch on. So for, so yeah, what's your take on that? No, it's a great question. And it's one that I, you know, it, it, it's, it moves very fast. Um, <clears throat> what I'll say is though, the human nature is to want to jump to the end, is to want to, you know, ask someone to marry you on the first date, right? Um, when you're enthralled by a technology, it's the manifestation of that in this is I expect there to be content that comes out of the bottom of this machine, right? Um, and generation is out there. We have a generation platform. Um, famous one right now is OpenAI, <clears throat> right? Sam Altman, Elon Musk. Um, and but the challenges though, are that for specific use case, generation can be serviceable without touching, but it's very, very limited use cases. One still needs to treat content, both ethically as well as legally, like an outsourcer if you're generating, right? So you, it's, it's as if you went to an outsourcing network and you got a draft. I mean, what are you going to do with it? You're going to review it. You're going to make a real judgment you're gonna, of whether it's good or bad. Um, you got it, you're responsible for 
the information in that material. So that has to happen. So it's a lot like having a very low cost outsourced writer, right? Um, <clears throat> needs to be treated as such. The impact that that can have is only if the other pieces of the puzzle are operating well, right? So that's where artificial intelligence can move the needle much more right now, serviceably earlier in the content funnel, wherein then you can make decisions about, <clears throat> is my, am I going to have the impact with various automation on the tail end? Or should I be focused on augmentation um, and amplification of existing resources? So in plain words, what's it mean? Making decisions about what to create, what to update, and understanding the why on your content is the most meaningful way to use AI right now for any team. Why is that? Because if your hit rate with content is 10% right now, so you publish 10 to get one, and you have to touch everything and make it make it good. It has it has, you know, payload costs. It has review costs. It has editorial costs, whether developmental editorial or line edit or otherwise. And if you don't know the difference to that, it probably means that you need to not jump to the end <laughs> with content. You know, and that's what's happening. People who don't really know about editing, about copywriting, about building a great narrative, about storytelling, want AI to make content for them. Well, maybe you're not even the best judge of content or content quality in the first place or those operations perspectives. So the best way to think about this is to think about the process and where you can implement research planning and prioritization can accelerate predictive decision-making and think about it like expertise and authority. You know, you've got a great site. It covers lead generation, lead nurturing, lead qualification, all of those things. Okay, well, what if you want to go write about sailing? Not going to go so well. Got a lot of work to do to have authority on that. Maybe you want to write about, um, you know, disqualification strategies. Okay, you probably have a chance. How much content do you need to create in order to own that? AI can be used to predict that, right? It can't. It can also tell you the other part is a big lift. We also can start to build candidate inspirational outlines. After you make the decision about what to do, let's build some candidates, some inspirational topics that need to be included. Possible subheadings, possible sections, possible internal and external linking references, right? Great. That's very assistive for the writer. What it also does is it puts the decision maker and the writer on the same page in the form typically of a content brief or creative brief. So if you hand off a thing and it says, hey, go write an article about coffee cups and that's all you give them and maybe use these words, right? What you're gonna get, it could be anything. You could get, you can get the weirdest thing in the world. You can get the thing exactly what you thought. But what it's gonna do is they, they return that brief to you or that draft to you. And you're like, nah, this isn't what I wanted. Okay, that's your fault because you didn't give a good brief, right? It's not their fault. Because they got, they did what they thought was good. You want to put yourself in a situation where writers get to write. Writers get to build narratives. Writers get to use their SME or their subject matter expert interview data, or they already are experts, and know that if they execute on that brief, the content isn't going to get kicked back to them, and it has a great chance of being successful. And artificial intelligence can do all of that.
research planning briefing, prioritization, prioritization briefing, and then tuning of the editing process saying, hey, you missed this part. Grammarly, you know, spell check, Hemingway, whatever it is you're using are all branches of natural language processing and artificial intelligence. Market Muse gives you insights on how to make this page better from the lens of quality and comprehensiveness, allows you to build those briefs and allows you to make decisions. Would you imagine writing without Grammarly today or Hemingway or Spellcheck? I mean, why would you make a decision about something to write based on a hunch when the data is there? Why would you make a decision about will this page exhibit expertise? Does it exhibit expertise? Is it telling the story that we're experts? You don't have to guess at that right now. So if you want to say all of those things can be done, the thing I would caution against is believing that you can skip that entire middle, the content strategist, the subject matter expert interview, the brief, the decision-making, and go on a hunch and go from hunch to article successfully. I've seen so many teams fail in the year plus that this stuff's come out and they come to me crying. Why is this not working? Because you published 30 articles that are kind of crummy and crunchy and not good. And before that, your hit rate was 10%. Now your hit rate's 4%. You tried to get there with volume. It's caused catastrophic negative impact on your bottom line. Now you got to get into, I mean, imagine your BMW or your Volvo, right? I'll use a, I'll use a relevant reference, right? Yeah. Imagine if you're Volvo and someone in your marketing team said, we got four outsourced writers they have no idea. They've never worked at Volvo. They're going to write four articles about safety considerations for our cars. And we're just going to publish them on the homepage. Everybody cool with that? You're looking for a job tomorrow, really. But that's what's happening right now. It's this abhorrent perspective that the use of this is a replacement for for all the stuff you've ever learned, right? Mm. And that's bananas. It's just complete, it's, it's irrational exuberance right now. Um, but the teams that are embracing each piece, you get an inspirational draft using AI. Mm. All right, what do I do with that? I check the brief. I look at the competitive landscape. I make sure I'm differentiated. I build a great narrative. I have a point of reference, so I never have writer's block. I like this section. I'm going to tweak it, make it my own. Boom, 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 boom. Now I'm faster and more confident. So I can use natural language processing and generation to my advantage to increase the quality and increase the speed and increase the performance. That's the spirit of how to do this well. And that is the advantage player instead of the, you know, the how it's being sold robot replace all people guess yeah. what i love it when i see a competitor to one of my clients who's publishing bad content <laughs> nothing's easier to beat if you're an seo right i call it chopping down the tree mm. right when i see it when i see somebody making bad mistakes whatever those mistakes are right you're risking your entire corporation you're risking you your mean uh, in terms business. of mistake you mean uh 
on uh, you know content that is not aligned from an SEO yeah. perspective. They are not supporting their most important keywords, etc. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're writing really low quality articles. Um, they are using generated content um, mm. that is not fact checked. Mm. Um, it's maybe uh, they are not writing enough content. Um, they're not uh, updating content. Um, they are, they changed writers. Mm. That's one of my favorite things. And one writer was really smart about stuff and now they don't have anybody smart there anymore. Um, <laughs> or they go into zombie mode with the section of the site, um, which means nothing's being published, nothing's being touched. Right. Um, uh, they hired a agency who's producing um, content that's predictable. One example of that is the use of search volume. If you're familiar with search volume, like how much content, well, a lot of teams still use search volume as their North star. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know mm -hmm. that a competitor, and this is worth the price of admission for this podcast right now, this hot tip right now. All right, so uh, if you know that your competitor uses that as their core metric, you can beat them every time. And uh-oh, right? What yeah. are the, here's the two ways. This is actionable next steps. Take the list, sort descend. If you can show that that's the stuff they work on, you yeah. can predict all the stuff they're going to work on. All right. <laughs> if you can also show on this, use SEMrush, Ahrefs, Google AdWords Keyword Planner, whatever, sort descend, walk through it. If, that, if you can predict the pattern, you might be able to predict their whole year's editorial calendar. <laughs> That's a real big advantage. Okay. The other piece, right? The other piece, right? Um, what if they only attack terms at, at or above a particular search volume? Mm. Everything below it, they're never going to write about. No. You know what an advantage that gives you? So there's so many situations when you can predict their um, strategy mm. and put your best foot forward every time. If you've got anyone on your team, Demand gen, SEO, editorial, and they are positioning internally that content you produce, I don't care where it is or what page it is, isn't written from a lens of expertise and high quality, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And say, Jeff Coyle says, we're wrong, you're wrong. You don't have to say it's you, but they're wrong. If you got SEO content over here, right? And for some reason, that means that it's low quality content. <laughs> Somebody on your team needs a, a brain refresh because it doesn't, it's, it might get you some traffic here and there. It might work intermittently, but it's not the good, it's not the right strategy. It's mm. not. Um, and if you're writing boring content because someone's like, hey, evergreen is boring. Wrong. Mm. No. So sometimes we just have to think, or if they say, you know, don't write any early stage awareness content because it doesn't generate leads. Wrong. Right. So there's, and that's your demand gen folks. That's your lead gen folks who say that, ah, your definition article doesn't generate any leads. Don't write that stuff. Only write stuff towards the bottom of the funnel. Guess what? If you don't have content at the beginning of the funnel, you don't deserve to rank at the bottom of the funnel. Exactly. That's the real, yeah. that's the, that's every lead gen needs to take that to heart. It's if you don't own the whole funnel, you don't deserve the bottom of the funnel. Someone else will beat you. Plus it's just not, how it works. You won't win in organic search without the whole funnel covered. 
Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. That was my super rant for you. That I, was I, cool. I like yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for taking us on that. A great journey nugget through my journey. brain. Yeah. <laughs> Golden. Right. Yeah. And cool. I, I totally agree. And so cool. But okay, let's uh, uh you know, there's still a lot of companies having yeah. the brainstorming meetings with uh, you know, here's a post-it with an idea I have. Mm-hmm. put up it on an editorial calendar you assign tasks and so forth so okay if we're still in that mode what is next step who is owning this process is the marketing manager who should run these analytics tools or is it the content strategist or what kind of competences do we need on our content and seo team in order to get this modernization to happen yeah i think you need to unify around value metrics um that and that's one thing artificial intelligence does really well. And um, <clears throat> I'll use I'll use this example. Uh, there's a company and for lead, it'll be great for lead gen people um, who are on the call. By the way, I'm a lead gen people, so I'm, <laughs> I'm an SEO people. I'm 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 the whole square. You know, yeah, I, I was, they great. say be a T shaped marketer. I'm I'm like no, nah, I don't want to be a T shaped marketer. I want to be a square. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm a square. That's a new. Uh, so there's a pro there's a product called Mad Kudu. M-A-D-K-U-D-U. They're an AI predictive lead scoring platform. This is my ex- the best example about how to de-silo your company that I have. It's why they're awesome too. Um, Francis, I'm not being paid for this endorsement, but you go, you go check it out. Um, so what they do is they, they use artificial intelligence to bring data from all parts of your business to predict when a user comes in how likely is it that they're going to buy your product, all right? So if I only use demographic data, right? That's been the history. Remember all your lead scoring and all your lead qual, it's like our ICP is this, why? It's just because we said it was, and then you disqualify people. They come from revenue over 100 million. All right, cool. If it's not revenue over 100 million, disqualify. Well, that was the past. What did that do? It made everybody in the entire team feel unheard because they weren't able to bring their data to the story or even their subjective perspectives. By the way, I am answering your question, even though it meanders a little bit. So imagine you're bringing all the CRM data, all the product usage data, all the demographic data, all the marketing content interactions data, plus manually trainable subjective models. Combine it all. Everybody feels like their stuff got considered, right? Now we can train models that say, based on the combination of all these things, what metrics actually matter? Plus, we all got a place in the story to come up with this combination of customer fit and likelihood to buy metric. Mm. And we can predictively score. You've got to do the same thing within your organization for content. You've got to. So your brainstorming session is heard. Your subject matter experts are heard. Your SEO team's inputs are heard. Demand gen team is heard, right? The content team, the editorial team, all their inputs 
can come together around unifying value metrics. Unifying value metrics for me is expertise and authority, right? That is the thing. Can anyone on your team, on any of those teams, walk in the door and go, I really wish we were less of an authority and didn't show our expertise? Because those things don't matter, right? To me, that's the closest thing we have to a unifying metric. And then you have your secondary KPIs. It's the stuff that we all want the site to be more powerful. More of the content we create is successful. Higher hit rates for efficiencies. Then you have your secondary KPIs and you have to just be empathetic of your teams. So uh, your content team, operations, content operations team, how much content, time for each item, um, uh, how, how long it takes to update, SEO team, you know, rankings, or, or organic traffic, social community management. <clears throat> Everybody has their secondaries, but that core is everything we do should lead to growth in our ability to influence the business's core goals with content, mm-hmm. right? And how do we do that through all those channels, through all those individuals? But if you can get aligned on that, um, things start changing. People start stopping thinking about just their stuff. Um, if the lead gen team is only measured on leads generated or MQL to SQL conversion rates, yeah. that's, that's a signal that you have a problem. Um, because that is the signal where the content team is going to feel misaligned with you. And you can't then influence change. If you feel misaligned from your content team, you can't influence change. If the SEO team feels misaligned from the content team, they don't write any of the stuff we want them to, or, uh, demand gen team, they don't write stuff that generates leads. They're just looking for traffic. If any of those things are happening inside your organization, you need what I'm selling, not just the product we're selling, but just conceptually got to get aligned around the value metric. If you do that, everybody's going to get it right. And don't say the answer is always revenue because the revenue is actually not the right answer. In many cases, customer lifetime value, I can get behind that can be a unifying measure if you want, but you got to be real good and you got to track everything. What it also means is you got to write support content. And you got to write customer content and have that under management by the same people, right? Right now, post-sale docs, support docs, troubleshooting, customer content. Usually no one even, no one on the content and lead gen team ever, ever even looks at that stuff, right? If you're going to use CLV, customer lifetime value, and you're going to go all the way down there, make sure the post-sale docs people and the customer success team gets their voice heard in that same meeting. Because if it's just some guy sitting there saying, oh, this is what we should write about because I'm the expert, that means there's nine other teams sitting there feeling like that person's out of touch. <laughs> so interesting to hear. Yeah, that was awesome. And there are so many nuances to, to uh, creating great content with yep. SEO and you know connected to Legion and actually right. getting the, the investment to work. So you create leads at the end of the day and, and drive sales, of course. Right. So really interesting, really complex topic. Um, I know you're a busy guy, Jeff. You're uh, running a lot of stuff here. And that was awesome to, to get your insights on this very big and complex topic. But for people who want to know more about Market Muse or you, know, um, uh, you and so forth, and your content, where can we send them if they want sure. to check out um, more? Yeah, on Market Muse, we have an awesome 
content collection. Uh, if you, if content strategy is new to you, we have a content strategy crash course. Go check that out. Um, but our site is kind of a treasure trove. On the um, top navigation of Market Muse, all of my webinars are archived there. Um, my I run two webinars of my own per month. Um, <clears throat> please go check out any other podcasts or anything that I've been on. Uh, you can DM me at, on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore coil. Any questions, uh, I answer everything. Or shoot me a note at jeff at marketmuse.com. Um, if you are making decisions about things to write and things to update, you're, do yourself a favor. Go book a demo with Market Muse Premium. Um, it's the decision-making AI uh, predictive AI enabled solution that we offer. Um, basically at the end of that discussion, you will know the next five articles you need to write. Um, and that's power. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Definitely. That's power. Thank you, Jeff. And All right. Good luck with everything you're up to do with Mark Muse and all your assignments. Talk, and talk soon. Cheers. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to lead generation strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.